The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. We are as tired of the offseason as you are. My name is Adam Weiner, but I'm here alongside Thomas Carinante. We are going to be talking Yankees non-tender candidates after a very interesting report emerged this weekend from an insider about Gary Sanchez. We're also going to be talking the Cubs teardown, what that could mean for the Yankees' very near future in roster building. And uh, David Garcia has got a, uh, got a blue afro now. Folks, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review and a mailbag question along with that review. You know, example, mailbag questions are like, why does Davey Garcia have a blue afro? Is Davey Garcia going to have a blue afro in 2021? Does Davey Garcia's blue afro means Clark Schmidt jumps ahead of him in the pecking order? I don't know, but I can try to answer these questions. All I do know is that the blue afro is real. Uh, but Thomas, we're going to be talking about some more serious things. Um, there's a long list of Yankees who are arbitration eligible this year. And uh, we got a little nudge from George King this weekend suggesting that uh, maybe we should be thinking deeper in terms of who will not be on the 40-man next year because this might go uh, further than we could have imagined a week ago. Uh, where's your head at? What's, what's going on? It's wild. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm right where, we, where I thought we would be. We're still speculating stuff. We're still putting the pieces together. We're getting these crazy reports that are just having us rift on articles. So it's exciting. I think one thing we have to do for fun though, is to set an over under date for when the first like real official move is going to happen, whether it's a signing or a trade. I know Josh Tomlin like signed with the Braves for like $14. Oh yeah. That, that was that, huge. That wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't really count, but like we got, we got to, we should have in our free time, establish like a tier of players, figure out like who would meet the criteria of a legitimate move 
and then figure out a date because this couldn't be going any slower. And now that we're talking about these non-tender candidates, in what offseason ever in the history of off-seasons were you thinking of non-tender candidates? Well, I let's, think the answer let's is no. Let's set the over-under now, honestly. Like, so these, you know, when we, we got the option decisions like two weeks ago, and you saw the caliber of people who were, you know, who had their options declined, like Colton Wong, like anybody making over $10 million other than Zach Britton got declined and joined the free agent pool. Uh, nobody needs to make an arbitration decision until December 2nd. Uh, so that's still several weeks away. You know, you'll already have uh, endangered your family by going home for Thanksgiving at that point. Uh, so that's a ways down the line. Uh, does a major signing happen between now and December 2nd when they start clearing payroll with these non-tenders? Like, really? Like, that's like three more weeks. Does, does anything happen in the next three weeks? I, I don't think so. I really don't. And I don't because, think so and either. The, and the arbitration isn't even legit because you, ha- you would have to assume in this offseason – guarantee you we're going to see a record number of arbitration cases go to the independent panel to determine what the salary is going to be for next year because teams will not be meeting players halfway I, th- I think and players will not be looking to players will not be interested in meeting teams halfway either so there it's going to be it's going to be a big tug of war well it's going to be like the Dellen Batances thing but like for yeah. five players per team yep but like Randy Levine gets in the room and he's like <laughs> you do middle reliever you're responsible for our lack of ticket sales and then the player's like there were no ticket sales last year. It's a pandemic. It's like it's your fault. You brought the pandemic from Wuhan, you idiot. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be nasty and contentious. Um, but so th- this non-tender stuff. The reason we're talking about this, you know, obviously every year people are dropped off the forty-man roster to get prospects on who need to be protected so that they don't get taken in the Rule Five draft. This year, uh, the Yankees have a couple guys they need to add, like Rowan C. Contreras, these like mid-range pitchers who, who weren't on the forty-man yet. I think Oswald Peraza, their number four prospect, actually has to get added to. Uh, that kind of stinks because he's young. That's not really somebody that you – you have to protect him, but there's no chance he's going to be on anyone's roster for the full year. So that's kind of a wasted spot. But usually we're talking about guys who are these, like, middle relievers, you know, these injured guys who you can slice off the roster. That's why Tommy Canely is no longer on the team. Uh, but George King, a uh, very interesting tidbit in the, in the uh, New York Post – Uh, It reads thusly, December 2nd, which is Gary Sanchez's 28th birthday, is the deadline for teams to offer pre-arbitration and arbitration-eligible players a contract for next season. Any player who isn't tendered, and there are a lot of industry types who believe Sanchez won't be, is a free agent. A lot of industry types are saying not only will Gary Sanchez not be traded, not only will he not be on the Yankees roster in 2021, he might just be a floating free agent after December. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has get a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and to policy terms. For a second, I don't know who the industry types are. Once you're saying industry type, you're sort of like you're taking a step away from agent, and maybe it's like an assistant, and maybe it's a manager's assistant. Who knows? Uh, but industry folks, that's guys who wear suits, say Gary Sanchez could be a free agent on December 2nd. What do you make of this? Is this bunk? Is this real? I want any industry types who are out there who believe this come on the pod. I don't care if you're a coffee getting intern. I don't care if you're the assistant GM. I don't care if you're head of the analytics department. We want to hear from you firsthand, but I do believe that this has truth to it because this is 
this is not really out of the question. If the Yankees can't find a trade, Gary Sanchez is a very difficult guy to trade right now. You look at his body of work since 2018, not great. I know the power numbers are there, but they, it only does so much, especially for this Yankees lineup, which already has uh, excessive amount of power hitters uh, and power numbers. He strikes out a ton. His fielding is bad, and he's on track to make closer to $7 million. Well, Baseball Reference has him estimated for his second year of arbitration eligibility at $6.4 million. Um, safe to estimate that that probably could be closer to seven based on whatever happens. And if he didn't start the ALDS, are you paying a catcher nearly $7 million to not be your starting catcher? I really don't think so. And if teams are sitting there and they're saying, well, you know what, you know, keep them. We're not, we we don't want to give you anything of substance for them. Then the Yankees have a decision to make themselves. And it's like, okay, are we going to keep Gary Sanchez on the roster? And, you know, is he going to be our starter for 2021, even though we clearly showed our, lack of faith in him down the stretch this year. I think this is a realistic move and, you know, another team could pick him up obviously and use him and he's still young and he could potentially break through whatever he's going, whatever he's uh, enduring right now. But I think it's totally realistic because his, we talked about pride getting in the way of this trade. His value is not going up ever again. You know, I, I saw a tweet today and it was like, Gary Sanchez, here, you know, here's the date. Let, let me actually find it. I have my Twitter open right here. It was like, Gary Sanchez, the date is June 19th, 2020. Yeah, here it is. The, the date is June 21st, uh, 2019. Gary Sanchez just hit a 481-foot go-ahead home run against the Astros for his 23rd of the year. This is on June 21st. His slash line sits at 274, 340, 642 with a 149 WRC plus in 56 games and he's in the AL MVP conversation. Wild stuff, but guess what that tells me? It tells me that Gary Sanchez is more of a product of who is around him rather than a product of him being able to deliver for himself and you know not being in a stacked lineup with padding every which way because then the Yankees obviously endured all his injuries that summer, which you know spiraled every – I know John Carlos Stanton wasn't in the lineup at that point, um, but more injuries happened, and the Yankees – endured a lot of issues and that's when he fell off. So I don't think he has a ton of trade value. And I think if the Yankees are trying to penny pinch, this is the move and it's sad and it sucks, but I can't believe we didn't even consider this. I really can't. Also all those numbers make me feel worse because that means his overall slash line at the end of last year yeah. was so mediocre that he must've been even worse than anticipated oh, yeah. after the end of June, like Holy Lord. Um, and then 2018, he was obviously terrible. Um, and then last year, you know, wasn't even a season. I love George King. I, I love only George King, and we're going to miss him when he's gone, would just float like a, a little tidbit like this into the middle of a, a phrase in an otherwise, you know, nondescript piece that really doesn't have a lot to do with, with Sanchez being non-tender. Like the article is about the Yankees risking Sanchez uh, and, and, you know, holding on to him moving forward and whatnot. And there's just like the, the middle parenthetical in a sentence. It's like, oh, by the way, he might be a free agent in three weeks. Like they might not, they might just slice him. Thank you. Like, and when King says that he's usually right, like that we're making fun of these industry types. Uh, I don't know who they are and we never will, but George King does. Uh, so this is something you, you will have to pay attention to. Uh, the rest of the arbitration eligible dudes who are going to get sliced um, are much less interesting, but will probably provoke cheers uh, in Yankees nation. Luis Sessa, 
is going into his second year. Uh, so he's going to get over a million dollars this year to be Luis Sessa. That feels like a marginal uh, amount of money that we probably don't need to be paying someone who, you know, no one wants to see in a game closer than five runs. Uh, when Luis Sessa comes into a 6-1 game, you're already like anticipating the next bullpen move. You never feel stable and you never feel like this is just getting handled. So I feel like a million dollars could be better spent elsewhere. Um, even on a nice birthday party for DJ LeMahieu, like somebody else's incentive. <laughs> like there's just, you could use a million dollars. It goes, it goes a long way. Um, uh, another one, Jonathan Holder. Uh, good luck with all that. You, you want to talk about somebody who you don't trust to finish stuff. Holder's the number one. Like you, you can count on, you can't count on two hands. The number of like 10, three games Holder came into in the ninth with like a two or three outs to get gets the first out walk walk single single it's second and third one out 10-5 and then uh, here's the oldest chapman stretching like the difference between sessa and holders holder has a minor league option left so it's more likely they just you know th- there's that extra little rope where you could just dangle him to triple a instead of worrying about slicing him entirely uh sessa could just go away and sessa is also set to make more than holder uh but can't go to the minor so it's more likely sessa's gone than holder uh, but you know that why not why not throw them both in a package deal of cutting people um, and then Ben Heller uh, who has gotten a lot of chances but all those chances have lasted about 10 innings because he's come down with a new in another injury uh, holder is Heller is rehabbing an elbow issue uh, another flexor tendon problem uh, so I don't think he's going to get much of a chance to pitch in 2021 regardless and so he he probably is going to have to catch on somewhere else uh, and then of course there's Aaron Judge who is due for the highest arbitration raise maybe we just slice him from the roster you know if he's gonna get hurt anyway uh probably probably better to just get ahead of things you know, it was a tough it was a tough September for Judge I think the reactionary wise move is to just let let it play out on the free agent market see what happens there age 29 season I mean he's on the decline what's the point 10 million dollars 11 million dollars you you go out there you use that money for what Tommy Lastella and uh, two middle relievers. I mean, that's 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 great budgetary use, I think. Well, another DJ LeMahieu birthday party if you have another million dollars <laughs> floating around. New this hairdo like, for Davey. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> a little hair dye, big hat for Davey. He's got large hair. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, I, this is the last year that Aaron Judge is going to be at least somewhat affordable. We, you know, we hate to say it. Like, the, the Judge thing is going to get – it's going to become a yikes after 2021. If yeah. He's going to get like a Mookie Betts – arbitration raids what did bets get like 24 million dollars this last year in boston 27 even before judge last year in boston yeah yeah like even before judge gets extended it's going to be like a prohibitive cost like you're going to hear people crying about it so no he's he's not going to get cut uh judge's place on the 40-man roster is safe and secure uh, unless they want to elevate Jason Dominguez and just have him play his first professional season starting in right field for the Yankees, which, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, Judge will certainly be on the team for the next two years, uh, pending something absolutely insane. Uh, it would be a trade, not a cut. But that being said, uh, there's going to be a lot of yapping about his financials before 2022, uh, before he's even up for an extension. Um, so just prepare for that because you know, we're getting you ready uh, well ahead of schedule with the talking points. Uh, for this year, but next year is going to be a different story, and people are actually going to be sort of whining about this stuff. Uh, they always will be, and I don't know why. Well, remember, everyone, we're talking through the lens of this pandemic offseason. That's why Gary San- – if this was a regular offseason, Gary Sanchez being non-tendered wouldn't even be a discussion. This wouldn't even be – that if that someone would slap you in the face if that came up in an article or if some industry type suggested it. It's, it's not really a thing under normal circumstances, but – 
because I guess, you know, these organizations can't deal with one year of financial loss that now we're talking about shaving $6 million off the payroll as if that's going to make, make the difference for the financial flexibility. But anyway, um, let's talk a trade. How about that? What do we got? Sure. Uh, let's do trade talks, but before we do trade talks, uh, let me throw us to a little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the New York Yankees and Chicago Cubs, uh, two teams that I think we kind of expected to be in the mix for multiple World Series titles during this 2015 to 2020 portion of the decade. Unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for some of us, a lot of us want to see 2020 end regardless of baseball context. Uh, but unfortunately, that chunk of time is coming to a close with just one Cubs World Series, which is definitely not where you probably set the over under at 1.5. And uh, absolutely zero Yankees, which, which stinks out loud. Uh, so coming back from the break, we're going to talk about a trade that might make sense for both teams as an epic teardown begins at Wrigley Field. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. We are talking the Chicago Cubs offseason, which is about to get downright dangerous. Now, Thomas and I, we've been pitching these salary match trades for a while. And a lot of them involve the Cubs because we sort of did expect them to be open for business. Uh, we're talking about Schwarber on the low end of things. We're talking about near this giant Anthony Rizzo mega deal. We're trying. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. <laughs> check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. <laughs> Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. I get somebody to bite on Chris Bryant who, like, why isn't he gone yet? Is he only gone because of the shortened season? It feels like if there was a full 2020 and 2021, he would have probably forced his way out of Chicago already. Uh, but a new name sort of emerged uh, at the forefront of these uh, Cubs implosion talks on a Sunday night, and that's James Harden. No, no sorry, reading the wrong link. Uh, that <laughs> is shortstop Javi Baez, who uh, had a down 2020, uh, is probably at his lowest point after being an MVP candidate uh, in the years prior, and he's suddenly the focal point of this Buster Olney Cubs teardown article. And so you're connecting Javi to the Yanks because uh, we're sort of moving everybody into that shortstop hole, and there's nobody who is a better defender probably at the position and compare like in in accordance with his bat than bias. Uh, so talk a little bit about what you're seeing there and what makes you think this could be a fit. Well, this was the last Cubs trade piece that we thought would ever really enter the forefront of the discussions. Javier Baez seemingly is, you know, based on his ascension to major league baseball, he had a really bad rookie year. Um, then uh, he got demoted to Triple uh, A the, the year after in 2015, and then came 2016 when that was his first full big league season. And ever since then, he's been a star. So you'd think that this would be the, the franchise cornerstone for the Cubs because Schwarber, not really a defensive dude. Anthony Rizzo getting up there in age. Bryant, clearly, we know the relationship between those two sides. It's not good. Like you said, still don't know why he's there. Uh, but I mean, if the Cubs are open for business and they're willing to trade Javi Baez, that means a, they're stupid and B the Yankees need to come in here and figure something out. If this is the direct look, we don't want, we are not advocating for this to be the direction. We're just talking about all these possibilities because DJ LeMahieu at this juncture is not guaranteed to come back. I'm sorry. I have to tell you that again for the 15th straight week, but he is not. They still clearly, based on the end-of-season press conferences and discussions with the media, 
are not sold with Glaber Torres being the shortstop of the future. So if that's a problem, then DJ might probably might not come back. And then you're looking at a void at shortstop and look no further than Javi Baez. I think he's slated to make 12 million in his final year of arbitration eligibility. This could be a great time for the Yankees to capitalize on his trade value. He had an awful 2020. Yes, it was a shortened season, but no team is going to be like, oh, well, you know, let's see what would have happened if there was a hundred more games, you know, and we'll up his value. Not going to happen. They're going to try to take advantage of every single facet of these trade talks as possible. It was his first gold glove year at shortstop. So that could help the Cubs a little bit. Then again, high price shortstop in his final year of arbitration eligibility will be a free agent after 2021. So kind of like the Lindor thing, you're not going to get a whole lot for a guy who a is not guaranteed to be with the team. He's essentially a rental and two, you're not going to get a lot for a guy who you're going to have to pay at least a hundred million dollars for. I look at Javier Baez and say, he's probably a $150 million player at the end of the day, maybe more. I don't know. Given his age, he's entering his age 28 seasons. So could be a little bit different than Lindor. Um, but nonetheless, to keep it short, this is a good short-term scenario for the Yankees. If you're viewing it through this lens. I don't want to view it through this lens once again, but this is the lens that we might have to view it through. You move Glaber back to second, you let DJ walk, you save yourself what could be potentially 90 million. Well, we compared, uh, we finally got that one free agency comparison to LeMahieu, thanks to Ken Rosenthal. Didn't think of it. Josh Donaldson's uh, four-year $93 million deal with the Twins. Same kind of body of work between the two. Donaldson's two years older and he got that much money could be what you're looking at for DJ if he's holding strong on the free agent market. Uh, so in this scenario, the Yankees would save, you know, do the math, say you're paying 90 million for DJ. Instead you take on uh, Javi for 12 million for one year. You're essentially in the short term, saving yourself $78 million to see if this is something you want to go forward with. Assuming Javi gets off to a fast start with the Yankees and fans are back in the stands thanks to the vaccine. Maybe they talk a contract extension. Then you get a younger player in Javi. You can hold down the fort at short for, you know, at least the next five, six years. And then you're paying, you know, 60 more million dollars for a guy who will make up more of a, uh, a future middle infield for you with Glaber, him and Glaber up the middle. Uh, do I think this, that this is a great solution? No. Do I think this is a great solution for what the Yankees are trying to make us believe is their situation? Yes. I don't think he'll cost a lot. Maybe two top tens, maybe of, you know, on the, on the higher side of that. And you're getting yourself a gold glover. You're getting yourself a slug and shortstop from the right side of the plate. I know we need a lefty bat, but this is a good short-term solution and the Yankees are not hamstrung in terms of any long-term contract. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Baez is such a strange, like he's not old school versus new school, but he is like both new school things battle in Javi Baez. Like he's the ultimate embodiment of let the kids play. Like if that's, if that's where you see baseball in 2020 and beyond, then he is like the, the perfect embodiment of modern baseball power hitter swings from the hips high strikeout doesn't matter because he's making great defensive plays and he's got swag and he's got, you know, tag on the like swag tags, um, hits bombs, you know, very boisterous player, a lot, lot to love there. But then again, uh, if new school, if the kind of new school baseball you identify with is sabermetrics, then he's probably not your guy. Like defensively, they make a great argument for him, but low OBP, um, you know, hit 290 in his 34 home run, 111 RBI 2018 season but only a 326 OBP the next year, 281 and 316, but with 29 bombs and 85 ribs. 
uh, doesn't get on base that much. Like he is exclusively, he's not one of those bat only dudes. You know, the defense is pretty special. Um, so he's valuable in both facets, but he, he's not a terribly valuable offensive player as opposed to a guy like Donaldson or a guy like LeMahieu who bring different things to the table. Um, in terms of the shortstops who are going to be free agents after next season, uh, you know, like we said, that's a vaunted crew. It's, it's Baez. And until he signs an extension, it's Corey Seager uh, and it's Carlos Correa in Houston. And who knows what they're doing spending wise, you know, and, and we'll know a lot more after we see what they do with George Springer. Um, and it's Trevor Story. Like they're also, and Lindor uh, for now. So uh, there are all sorts of guys available at the end of 2021. As of now, Baez is the guy I'd want of those five the least, unfortunately. But that's not a knock on Baez. That's just saying, you know, if you read off a list of the five best shortstops in baseball, he's the one I want the fifth most. Um, the fact that all of these dudes could be available, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but after what I've seen the last two years, Lindor is probably the one I want the second least. Uh, and these are the two most realistic Yankees targets. So it stinks to have to say these kinds of things. Um, and also, you know, it stinks to have to complain about acquiring talent of this caliber. And I'm sure if we watch them go elsewhere, it'd be very frustrating to watch them perform well for other teams. Um, so while the Cubs are, are plotting this sort of ridiculous uh, epic teardown from the inside out, it's definitely worth examining which pieces work for you. Um, I don't really know who's untouchable on the Cubs as of now. Kyle Hendricks, probably. You, you mm -hmm. can't get your hands on him. You Darvish, it's a sell high. I don't think you'd want to trade away one of the top three Cy Young finalists at this point when you have very little else going for you, unless you plan to peel everything away, in which case you could benefit from trading absolutely any piece of your roster. Um, I saw a Cubs person say Ian Happ should be untouchable. I don't really know why that is. I guess he probably overperformed last year, um, but he's still a worse baseball player than most of the people we've listed. So I don't really know. Um, where do you stand on this, the whole list of shortstops? Is Baez near the top or near the bottom? He's probably near the bottom, but I, I love him as a player. I know he's not an analytics darling based on what you just said, but the key is putting the ball in play. And I know his career average is 264, but that is really skewed because of his first 52 games in the league in 2014 and his 59 game sample size this past year. He batted 169 back in 2014 and then 203 this year. Every other year in between has been good, 289, 273, 273, 290, 281. Yankees just – I don't care about OBP. I, I really don't care. I, I don't care if you walk. I care about you testing the defense. He's an aggressive base runner. I love that. He doesn't have a ton of stolen bases, but his the year he finished uh, runner-up in the MVP voting, he stole 21 bags. Um, number one for me is Corey Seager. I've loved him for years. I don't think that's realistic, though. I'm going to – I'm going to temper my expectations. I know he's a Boris client, so that could complicate things with the Dodgers, but I think they're going to do everything in their power to keep him. Um, and if they're not going to, they're going to overwhelm the Indians for a trade for Lindor. So that's why I think we're kind of in between a rock and a hard place here and why hobby could be the most realistic. Once again, based on what the Yankees are signaling to us and making us believe. Uh, but you know, Forget about the shortstops for now. I would pay a shitload for Kyle Hendricks. And I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. I would maybe approach them with, you know, if they want to get rid of one of these guys, whether it's Rizzo, whether it's Javi, I'd say, you know, throwing Kyle Hendricks, we'll give you two more top prospects and we'll take all the money and we'll call it a day because that's Kyle Hendricks is a guy that I think the Yankees need.
Oh, of course I would do. I would do just about anything for Kyle Hendricks. There, there's, it's just such a steadying presence. It would be like having your own Greg Maddox. He shows up in game one or two of all these playoff series, and you're like, really? Kyle Hendricks is still here? And then you check, and he's young, and he throws eight shutout on, like, 84 pitches. Like, he's one of the weirdest pitchers in baseball. Uh, nothing about his arsenal makes any sense. And, frankly, he gives you hope. Uh, for some dudes that the Yankees have, like Davey Garcia, who don't throw that hard. And it's like, guess what? You can throw way less hard and have ridiculous, confident command and be starting game one of a playoff series pretty much annually. Um, the Dodgers, yeah, I agree with you on Seager. The Dodgers are like the Chiefs in the NFL in that you're like, I don't know how they have any more cap space. They have like $6 left. And then they're, you know, extending every core, like, offensive player. And it's like, wait, it doesn't a salary cap exist? You can just keep paying people? What are you doing? And there's no salary cap in baseball, so the Dodgers can find money. You know, it makes more sense for the Dodgers to just find money in the couch cushions and suddenly be like, remember when all other teams are under financial duress? No, just kidding. Here's $250 million for Corey Seager, or three hundred, or or rising. Um, yikes. But yeah, I, I would agree with you if the Yankees could find a way to get their hands on Hendricks. I'd rather do that than Darvish, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't thumb my nose at either of those people. Um, speaking of Cubby Blue, let's just briefly touch on uh, something that did emerge over the weekend. Davey Garcia posted a lot of pictures of himself rocking uh, not only uh, an interesting hairstyle, but one that, that probably will not survive until spring training. Uh, it's blue. It's fully blue. He's got a blue afro now. Uh, he posted pictures of himself throwing in the bullpen, wearing his uh, 2020 playoff hat, which was just another slap in the face. Because he knew we'd see that and be like, how many <laughs> innings did you pitch in the 2020? Oh, right. One, one goddamn inning. Um, so it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it read as like a middle finger to Yankee rules to me. He's like, you're going to throw me one inning in a playoff series and you have strict hair rules. Well, guess what? I'm wearing the playoff hat and my afro is blue now. So what do you think about that? I'll, I'll change it by spring. But for the next three months, you're going to have to look at this goddamn blue afro bouncing under the cur- like the curls bouncing under the brim of the stupid playoff hat that I only got to wear for one inning so what do you think about that well that's the first thing that came to mind for me I was like is this allowed I mean I know it's allowed like humans can do whatever they want to themselves but oh for in- sure humans can do humans <laughs> do this yeah humans are allowed to do this outside of the Yankees organization but in terms of whatever rules are still in place here these outdated hair rules uh I, I don't know if this is allowed. I don't know if the Yankees are going to frown upon this. I don't know if he's going to get a call, stop posting on social media. Who knows? You know, the Yankees don't like it. A lot of that. They, they don't have any players who do that. Um, every post you see from judge and like Aaron Hicks and all those other guys are like promotional things and you know, nothing really of substance or anything that's revealing their personality to an extent. Um, but yeah, I looked at this Davey pose with his girlfriend. I guess that's who it was. We're not entirely sure. I don't think blue hair, rocking the hat. Uh, I, I like it. It's cool. Um, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what the, what the thought process is. Maybe he wants to be a New York Met, put some orange in there. Maybe we trade him to the Mets. I don't know. Maybe we trade him to the Cubs. Hey, maybe he likes, maybe he wants to go over there for Kyle Hendricks. Who knows? Uh, I'll keep him. I'll keep Davey. I love Davey, but I don't know. I don't know what the messaging here is. I don't know why the color blue, um, because it's not Yankee blue. It's like a lighter blue. So I I don't know. It's funny. It's cool. uh, But I think he can expect a call of sorts because that's not going to fly in spring training. No, I mean, all of us have entertained this at some point in our lives. Remember, he's like 22. Like, so, you know, we've all had nights when we're like 22, you know, it's like 2.30 a.m. You're wandering through a strange city and there's like a tattoo guy and you're like, maybe I'll get my aunt's name. Like, who, who, <laughs> who cares? Like, 
no one will ever know. I'll know. It'll be my little secret. And then you wake up and you're like, I got it on my middle chest. Like everyone sees this. It's like, that's so that's for me what Davey did. It's like, I can do this. I can do blue hair. No one will ever find out. Oh, I just took a picture of it and I put it everywhere. Now everyone knows I have it. Uh, okay. Well, that wasn't part of the plan, but I guess that's what happened. Um, you know, it is, it's a nice contrast. It's just a nice thing. It's fine, but it is a nice contrast to remember when Domingo Herman made us all freak out because he posted a picture of someone who was like his brother or cousin. He looked like totally different, but he didn't make any indication that it wasn't a picture of him. So we're like, Domingo Herman broke his own hair. And it's like, no, he, he's fine. It's just a picture of somebody else. And then Domingo Herman said he was retiring, uh, but then he wasn't. He decided he wasn't going to do that. So you just have to keep watching the skies for the follow-up and hope that there's no message in the coming weeks. And it's just it's just an isolated hair thing. Like, there's nothing afterwards that's like, I have decided to become a monk. I am moving to Eurasia. You're like, oh, come on. What the hell? But hopefully it's just like a nice little thing. Nice trick. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, you know, the, the younger generation of Yankees players stays active on social. That'd be nice. Uh, the judge social stuff is uh, it's kind of boring. Sorry. Uh, not boring. my cup of tea. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Um, I am Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, honestly, you've heard me say it before. You'll hear me say it again. Wherever you do get your podcast, that's where it'll be. Make sure to it's drop us a five-star review, though, with a mailbag question, and we will make sure to keep that in mind and get back to you in the coming weeks. The pod is everywhere. Please come find us. I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. Please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. The content is still churning. I know it seems like there's not a lot to discuss out there, but we're contriving any of it and all of it. So until then, we'll see you on Wednesday, everybody. And we'll see you. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.